Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Jedi Eternal. This is episode 47. Oh, my goodness. And this is not just any regular episode. No, no, no. This is our one-year anniversary episode. This is awesome. Big stuff. And we're so glad that you're listening. Today, I'm your co-host, Braxton Taylor, here with the illustrious co-host, Andrew, the best co-host anyone could ever find in a short notice, Bowen. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where you're going with that. I have been that. saving that for like two days. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going to go with that. <laughs> I was saving that for like two days. I, was, I woke up in a cold sweat three o'clock in the morning like, oh, I know what I have to say on the episode. <laughs> <laughs> woke up in a cold sweat. Oh, wow, you're a jerk. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we, you know, Andrew and I, of course, have been lifetime friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and we spend a lot of time with, you th- with each other, especially when he's younger. Yeah, for better or worse. So. Uh, mostly worse. And... Uh, <laughs> No, yeah. anyway, so we used to spend spend the night with each other a lot and hang out with each other and stuff like that. And uh, because we're doing, we had to do, well, we were going to do the podcast yesterday on Friday. <laughs> that didn't work out. Anyway, so we're doing the podcast and the live stream in, on one day within several hours with each other. That's, yeah. that's going to be very fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so my point with that being is that uh, I spent the night with him last night for the first time in probably like five years, maybe, or longer. Yeah. Uh, so that was pretty fun. That was pretty interesting. We played some yeah, video games. Yeah, it felt like old times. My <laughs> my wife and and kid are in Florida, so yeah, the house was was ours to control. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, <laughs> we do whatever we wanted. We stayed up way too it late was last like, night. It's like four in the morning. Now, or like the funny part was, is though, like we stopped. We even stopped playing video games at like ten or eleven, and the whole yeah. rest of the time was working on the podcast. Yeah, we just been working on on <laughs> on stuff for today, and, yeah. uh, and we're still not done. We still have things we need to do. <laughs> so that's done. so we're kind of like, um, this is a special episode, but we kind of need to hurry. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna because our live our live episode is only a couple hours from now. So uh, this is a mess. We did it to ourselves. We, <laughs> we did, did it to ourselves. ourselves. We it's tried true. to play video games instead of doing the podcast. It's and that was it's all. Xbox's fault, so blame yeah, it on yeah, blame it on Xbox like, and Microsoft. A horrible um, Anyway, uh, I do I do want to say, um, you know, li- recently on the podcast, you have been complaining about your chair that you use because it squeaks. <laughs> yes, and I just want you to know that I placed the squeaking chair over here, and you took it. <laughs> No. And yes. And you took no. it and you put it back over there. And so, therefore, you're still sitting I, in that I don't one. know who put it over here. It wasn't me. It, it was, was you. Not, I have not moved this chair. There's no one else here. It was, it was your wife. She's trying uh, to sabotage this podcast. Yeah. So, anyways, I just wanted to point that out, that you only have the squeaking chair because you put it there. I don't believe it. Anyway, anyway so let's move on because we're trying to actually hurry this time. But for real, guys and gals that are listening sincerely we want to thank you for a whole year of podcasting and it has been fantastic time we're going to talk about this more in our live stream of course and that's where our big discussions are going to be um and uh, but we just want to say thank you right in case in case you're not going to be a part of that live stream or you have no intentions of of ever watching it but you should uh you definitely (laughs) should because it's kind of like a kind of is going to be a uh like a second part to what we're yeah, doing here. Exactly. It's all kind of tying in together exactly. today. It's all one big celebration. So you should definitely watch that as well. But if you don't and you only listen to us, we do want to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts for uh, being a part of this journey in the past year. This is when like piano music um, would start coming we, in. <laughs> yeah, we we uh, you know didn't know how this would turn out when we started. And here we are a year later, and we actually have people that have stuck with us the yeah. whole time. And, yeah. and, and that's that alone is amazing. In itself. <laughs> yeah, I was say, that uh, alone That anyone would choose to, to listen to us for a year is beyond <laughs> no my idea. understanding. I have no idea why. Uh, <laughs> you guys are uh, very patient. <laughs> yes. 
But uh, again, we are so thankful. We have a lot of big plans for 2021. Absolutely. Including um, hopefully a lot more video content is in the plans. Yep. Um, We're going to have some ways that you can start to maybe help fund us if you choose to do so. Um, it, It was... Our intention the first year, we wouldn't ask for any money. And we, right. and we did that. We didn't ask for anything. Fundraising or um, Patreon, anything like yeah. that. Ads. We didn't right. do anything like that. Uh, this year, know. we're going to start to incorporate a little more of that, but only because we want to yeah. improve our 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 brand, our yeah. podcast. Well, that, that's something we definitely want to mention, too, is like because on a live stream, we're going to be dropping our merch. We might even uh, – we're trying to work on a Patreon and things of that nature. And just want to say that, say that straight up off the front is that this is not to like – line our pockets at all right every cent that 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 is donated merch purchase things of nature will go right back into podcast you know we had to spend a decent amount of money to get where we are now yeah and to go any further it's going to take a lot more and so we thought hey if we can try to just get a little bit donated or or, or through the merch or whatever yeah all that's going to go to buying new cameras new mics, right because so. as we just said like video content is kind of where we're wanting to head next and that uh, to to make it as good as we want it to be, right. it's going to cost more than than what we can realistically do right now. Exactly, and so exactly. uh, we are going to offer ways for you guys to help us out with that. If you choose to do so, if you don't, yeah. that's completely fine. You don't have to. Yeah. yeah. But if you if you choose to want to help us, we are going to start to offer some ways. And, <laughs> and uh, probably by next week's episode, we'll have like official details right. on what those things are. A lot but of it's going to be launched in the live stream right. today. It's la- launching yeah. in the live stream. So yeah. Anyways. All right. So let's move on. Um, and let's go ahead and get into our, our schedule that you know and love so much. <laughs> and that is going to go ahead. And At start least we with, hope you. Do. We hope you do. Some of you, like three of you, do. I think I don't. Anyway, <laughs> so let's get into our news, and because uh, we have some exciting stuff. But like I said, we want to try to keep it as, as short as we can, but while including everything we want to include. So the very first news piece for the week is that the character count and the location count has been revealed for the Star Wars Lego Skywalker Saga video game. So this is a highly anticipated game that we've been waiting for some time now. And now it has the entire Skywalker Saga, all new locations, all new storylines. And I'm super, super excited about this. So Drew, do you have any more on that for us? Yeah, so uh, the the lead designer over there um, was, was being interviewed by the official PlayStation magazine. And they said there are around 300 playable characters and about 800 unique characters altogether in the game. Mm, interesting. Um, they went on to say that uh, the their favorite is Yaddle, <laughs> nice. and uh, and Babu Frick is also a playable character, and they say that's pretty great. Nice, so, that's awesome. Um, that. And then they also said there are 23 planets with 28 unique locations that the players can visit, each full of quests, challenges, items, and characters to find. Sweet. If you have a favorite Star Wars location, it's pretty likely you can visit it in-game. Each of these planets also feature a local space where you can take advantage of the many ships you can unlock to get in dogfights and defeat capital ships, which, when boarded, reveal even more areas to Ooh. explore. <laughs> Dude, this sounds so good. So, they're they're yeah. ramping up the Lego space here. Oh, oh, yeah. Like, this is... They're going all out for this one. Yeah. And as they should. As yeah, they yeah, should. yeah. You know, this is the... This is the uh, culmination of all the star wars stuff right I yeah mean, i'm i'm really really hoping this doesn't get pushed back again i know i i know they you know they it's supposed to be coming out early 2021 so like right. within the next three months yeah i would exactly. say uh is when you would think but since but since they have not given us an official date it does make me wonder yeah. if this gets pushed back to like the fall or something well you know? i hope that's first of all knock on wood <laughs> anyway 
But first of all, you know, uh, like I said, not going to win. Second of all, though, um, okay, wait. <laughs> not, not again. Not, not doing it again. <laughs> We're having some uh, malfunctions here. Anyway, so uh, with that said, though, here's the thing. With everything that's going on, they probably didn't give the date. Like, they maybe fully intend to release it in two to three months, right? But they're just not giving the date so that they're kind of flexible on that. So it's not just because they haven't released the date doesn't inherently mean that it's not coming in. So that's just the way I look at it. Right? Yeah. No. I, I think uh, I think they want to be. I think they want to be sure that they're going to release it when they say right. a gift this they, time. They don't want uh, like all these uh, uh, pushbacks. All these games are getting because they keep delaying, keep delaying, and then they get so yeah. mad. Yeah. And, and so like I think they're wanting to make sure they know exactly when it's going to release. And I just don't yeah. think they. They must just not be for certain yet. <laughs> well, and that's and that's okay. I mean, we get it. You know, things are kind of crazy right now. But uh, regardless, yeah. super excited about it. I can't wait to play it. And we will definitely be doing some live streams on that. Oh, yeah. Okay, so moving on to our second story. Uh, we have a new book that's going to be coming out in September. This is going to be called Life Day Treasury, Holiday mm-hmm. Stories from a Galaxy Far, Far Away. It's a compilation of eight stories centered around the galaxy's big holiday, Life Day. Um, it'll feature drawings from Grant Griffin, who worked with uh, George Mann in 2019's Myth and Fables and last year's Dark Legends, which are both very great books. And Kevin Scott is going to be um, writing these along with George Mann. So that team together will be writing these stories. Uh, there is at least going to be one that features um, that features the High Republic. Uh, with um, Stellan Gaios is going to be um, nice, kind of centered on one of those. Um, I'm not sure about. I think there's one about Ewoks, and so we'll see exactly where that goes. But um, interestingly enough, we didn't. We never got anything about Stellan in the High Republic. Um, Light of the Jedi, at least not really. We heard a couple things, but we didn't really get much from it. So uh, I think that this might be one of our first introductions to him. Unless he's actually finally centered in the, or well, not centered, what would be the word? Um, like starring in or starring, or yeah, premiering in or whatever. For. Starring yeah. in the second uh, adult novel, because he is like on the main uh, cover. So... Um, He's a cool-looking character. I want to know more about him, and we just haven't really heard much yet. So Yeah, no, I'm excited, too. Um, I, I think this is really cool. It's one of those like books that's not going to maybe add too much to the storyline and all stuff like that. Right. But it's just fun stuff that, that it's going to maybe add a little bit to canon across different yeah. eras and things of that nature. So I'm yeah. excited about that. For yeah, sure. it'll be fun. And, um, you know, coming right around <laughs> the Christmas time, maybe I'll uh save it for well no i won't save it i'll have to read it like immediately because that's <laughs> right. just how it works but, right. I, but we I might saying, be able to like do some uh do some like cool like read-alongs or something like that during christmas time. hey that might be, be fun, kind of fun. Yeah. yeah which is a little bit far far away but you know, we could narrate <laughs> but we could we could uh do all the voices and <laughs> oh, you know that's my gym i love it <laughs> uh, all right i'm not i was gonna attempt to do something but i'm not anyway do it um do it <laughs> Upon once a time, long ago, <laughs> on life day it was. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. Anyway, uh, okay. So anyway, so we're gonna go on to our final news piece for the week. 
and that is Star Wars' Victory's Price book releases a new excerpt ahead of the March release. Um, so we've been seeing that happen quite a bit recently with some of the other books, um, especially with the, some of the New Republic stuff. Um, but they've been kind of releasing some of these excerpts, I guess maybe just to get people excited about it or maybe kind of give them a little something uh, because it's been delayed. Um, but yeah, so it's pretty cool that some new things are coming out. So if you're excited for that book, go check that out, of course. Drew, you got anything? Yeah, it comes out uh, March 2nd. And so if you're interested, go to onstarwars.com. They have it there. You can read it. Uh, just that little that little bit there. I, I'm personally not going to read it. I, I don't really like reading those. I like to right. wait. Um, but I know some people just want to get get their first taste as soon as they can. So well, you got these. You know, you got you know eight chapters of Light of the Jedi that was released. I'm yeah, like, that's a little crazy. <laughs> right, right. We read the first one and and no, uh, and yeah. that was fine. But yeah, it was like the anyway. prologue. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but anyways, this is kind of the finale of the of that trilogy and. Um, I think it's really going to an interesting place from what I have heard and seen about it. So yeah, uh, definitely check that out if you haven't yet, uh, that series, because I think it's going to be uh, an interesting conclusion. Yeah, for sure. All right, so that will conclude our news for today. Well, Say, this is crazy. We just we finished are, our news in 13 we minutes. We are actually doing what we're saying, what we're doing. <laughs> I don't know how we're doing it. Anyway, uh, so we'll <laughs> start our rumors. Um, and that is the very first one. Star Wars is apparently working on a new Knights of the Old Republic game. And I've actually heard this a couple different places. Uh, um, of course, you know, there's a lot of uh, people who would love this. But how it fits in with canon and, and Disney wanting to do that kind of stuff, I don't know. What's your thoughts? Settle in, folks. We're going to talk about this one for a minute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so let me... All the time that we made up. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna, we're now we're going to... yeah. Spend it all here. Um, let's just talk about this for a minute. Bespin Bulletin is the one that has has revealed this. And just to uh, make it clear, Bespin Bulletin has a pretty good track record uh, on as far as like rumors go. Yeah, the the things they have said has has usually been been right. So that's one thing. Um, also, they they also said that they found out. That uh, Jason Schreier has been talking about this. And for those of you who don't know, Jason Schreier was with Kotaku. Uh, now he's with Bloomberg. But he is like he's like one of the, the biggest video game reporters out there. Okay, yeah, like yeah. If, if Jason Schreier is saying something, it's probably happening. Right. And, and Jason right. Schreier is saying this is a thing, but it's not happening with EA. So that's the first okay. big thing because if it's not yeah. happening with EA, that means Bioware is not involved. Right, exactly. Which you know, they're those which is the first folks. Which is the right. first big thing there. Okay, right. is, so we're getting a we're getting a Knights of the Old Republic title that is in development by as of right now an unknown developer. Right. Um, that's not with EA. Yeah, that could be a little scary, a little spooky, and. Yes. So my initial thoughts go, I, when I heard that and I heard, so that means, you know, you know, by where I went, Oh, Oh no. But then I started to think about it. And if you think about it, Bioware is not the same Bioware it was back when Knights of the Old Republic was made. True. Yeah. That's Most true. of the people who probably worked on Knights of the Old Republic are no longer at Bioware. They're either gone or retired, you know, gone to another <laughs> company. Or yeah. Retired. I mean, you yeah. know, it's been, it's been a long time ago. Yeah. Um, it, it, honestly, Bioware isn't really the same team that made the Mass Effect games. For a lot, of, a lot of them have left. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, 
and and a, a lot of people say that Bioware's recent games, such as Anthem and uh, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, mm-hmm. um, these games that didn't do so well, they a lot of people credit that to the fact that Bioware's not the not same, the same folks, not the yeah. same people as it used to yeah. be, and they've lost their magic. And I, you know, I I'm not really here to I get to really argue with that, yeah. but. It does make me say, okay, well, this might be in better hands to not be with Bioware, not well, to be with EA. And here's the thing. Here, here's here, here's one thing you got to think about. If it goes back to Bioware, right, in their minds, they're thinking, even if they're new people to the team, they're thinking because this is something our label, it's not label, but you know, something in music, but you know what I'm saying, our, our product, our, what am I thinking of? Like what Bioware, Bioware is a what? Like, what is that term? Bioware is the developer. Okay, developer, right? Yeah. Okay, because our, our developer IP had this many years before, basically we can we can just do with it what we want. You know, we can take it in a new direction because it's still with us. You know, and, and people who are new to the team will probably have new ideas. But somebody giving it to another developer IP, right, giving it to another developer, they might taken in a little bit different direction but probably still honor the way Bioware originally did it you know what I'm saying yeah I mean that's what you hope for I mean I think for me and that's that brings the next question is like what exactly is this game what makes a Knights of the Old Republic yeah and for me a Knights of the Old Republic game means you create a character you make decisions for that character right um, you know, so it's an RPG. You there's dialogue choices. Um, your choices affect the story. All of that. Uh, essentially, you know, the same as as some of you may know or have played in more recent years. Mass Effect mm-hmm. followed that same structure uh, because Mass Effect was what they did after they finished. Like they made um, Knights of Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic, and then eventually made Mass Effect to because they wanted to continue those kind of those games, but they didn't have the Star Wars IP at that point. Yeah, and so, yeah exactly. Um, go ahead. I was going to say, well, it's kind of going on to a different topic, but uh, I'll, I'll say this question. If you have anything to say on what you're saying, you can come back. Okay. We'll come back to my question. Anyway, but it, you know, coming to a new era of KOTOR, if this is true, you know oh, what, what makes KOTOR KOTOR, right? We're talking about a lot of the basic elements of like character development, choosing different paths that's going to ultimately affect the ending and stuff like that. But do you think that the the combat style isn't completely indicative indicative of Kotor, or do you think it can be something to more like Mass Effect, where it's you know a, over the shoulder or a first person shooter type thing, uh, probably more like over the shoulder, but still have the storyline choosing elements. I personally think the combat can change because yeah. the combat of Nice Old Republic is the biggest, most outdated part of Nice Old Republic. Yeah, um, it very much was a a pause, um, strategic type deal where it, you know anytime you saw an enemy, it would pause and you would decide what you're going <laughs> right. to do. Right. Um, you know, most games aren't like that anymore. Right. Uh, sure, there are, there are some that mimic that just for the sake of nostalgia and those kind of things. Some people like those slow strategic games, but I right. think a game that comes out this big new Star Wars game that comes out in in 2024, you know, yeah. something like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm just throwing a random year out there. I don't know. But um, it, a game that comes out in, in, 
in that time, I don't think can can be that combat style anymore. I'm I'm in agreement with you. I think that a lot of pe- there's a lot of people who may initially kind of bucket and be like, oh, this isn't Kotor, this isn't Kotor, but then kind of like subconsciously or internally be like, okay, I'm kind of glad this is the way it is because the you know oh, I, lo- sure. I love Kotor one and two, but the, that combat style was pain in the butt. <laughs> you will you will have some people that will complain about it and blah blah blah, and they might they might pull a Dragon Age where Dragon Age um, Inquisition kind of did both. So like you could you could play more in a like mash the buttons a little sort of. It still kind of yeah. was but but at the same time you could also have it more like um where it paused and you kind of strategically pick it, pick your attacks and stuff. Right. Um they could do something like that, but I personally feel that they should just kind of go more into a third person action. Yeah. As far as combat goes. Kind of like a Witcher type scenario. Yeah, well, and kind of just like what Mass Effect did with shooting. And and, and, and honestly, and that's the Little Republic should allow you to just be a shooter if you choose to do so. That's what the yeah. other ones did as well. Yeah. Um, and so it just kind of follows that Mass Effect style gameplay. And um, honestly, that's what they need to do. They I need agree. to They need to mimic what... Ma- they need to mimic Mass Effect 2... But Star Wars, and it will, <laughs> yeah. and it will be. It oh, it'd be good. fantastic! Yeah, I agree. Um, so that's that's my hopes. Um, as far as who is developing this, there's a rumor out there that Activision may be involved because of, uh, they're because they're already making another game. They're making that open world game. Um, that which let me be clear, I don't, I don't think that these are the same games. I think they're separate games. Uh, I think Activision is making a game. But I don't think it's this Night's Order Republic. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah. So um, whoever ends up making it, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, well, there's just – it's hard to tell. There's just so many different options out there. Right. It's hard to, to, to try to, to to say what that would be. But yeah. um, my last question for you on this is <laughs> do you think this is a Knights of the Old Republic remake or are they going to um, – are they going to honor what came before and kind of a continuation of those stories? It's a good question. I really don't know. Um, If it's going to be a new studio and in our eyes, they'd almost have to change the combat style. I don't think that they could get away with changing that much stuff on a remake. I think personally that it's either going to be continually moving forward or it could be instead of Kotor, it could be a Kotor, Knights of the Old, or Knights of the High Republic, maybe something along those lines. Later in the future, once the Phase Two comes out, things of that nature, mm-hmm. it's like Kotor, you know, the Old Republic, but it's Knights of the High Republic where we're getting some of that action now too, and so they can have their own storyline input and not have to worry about infringing upon or infringing upon um, the old storyline. Because of course, I would love to stay in the Old Republic, make it more canon and get some of those stories in there. You know, I know we both want that, but at the end of the day, I just don't know if that's what they're going to do. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think, um, when you look at star Wars canon, we don't have much of the story of Revan in canon. Right. I mean, the only, um, only piece of semi, only uh, semi piece of, of canon we have of Revan is uh, out of the uh, Star Wars dictionary or whatever for Rise of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. For, uh, Rise of Skywalker. I mean, excuse me. Yeah, um, you're right. That's that's one of the only really true uh, canon mentions we have of him. There's only there's very few that might be the only one actually. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'd have to to look, but um, yeah. So. 
the question is, is do they do they do a, a remake? And, the, and and when I say remake, I don't think it'll be a, a complete um, exact remake. I think it'll be their own version of the story, which is a little scary to me, to be right. honest. Right. Um, and it, but if they were to do that, that probably means there isn't going to be a movie because there that story would be told in a game, which arguably maybe that would be the best is to, to right for that story to stay as a video game. Um, but I think no matter what this is, things about Revan will change. That story will change yeah. somewhat. Yeah. Um, th- so the question is, is whether they, they try to completely retell it. You play as Revan again, but you're, it's kind of a, just a whole different way of that, how that plays out. Or you, um, they kind of jump ahead a little bit, honor kind of the history Things might still change in the story, but you kind of already right. understand what had happened back then with Revan right. and kind of have those know, like basic common like, understanding, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and then they kind of do something new, and I right. think that could very well be be what they decide to do. Yeah. Or maybe maybe what, what, when they say Knights of the Old Republic game, maybe they're just set, talking about the style of game, and maybe you're right. Maybe it's going to be set in the High Republic and be something completely different, but just in that same kind of style. Uh, there's just right. There's a lot. It's hard telling. Lot to, to go off of there. Yeah, and of course, all of this is completely rumor. Man, none of this may even be true. So, so right. So we're we're just very passionate about it because it's, yeah. it's one of our favorite games for sure. <laughs> yeah. So we can uh, move, move on, on here. Um, uh, going into um, our next rumor, The Mandalorian season three uh, is in development. Or, sorry, not in development right now, but rumored to be in development starting April 5th, 2021. Um, this is posted to FTIA, which is Film and Television Industry Alliance. So the fact that this is on there, scheduled, um, makes me think that this is probably true. Yeah. Um, at least this is where they're kind of hoping to start production. And I, I have no I have no qualms with that. Like I really don't have much to say because that makes sense, especially since we're getting Book of uh, Boba Fett in, in December, uh, you know, and knowing that we're not going to get the next chapter of Mando until 2022, I have no doubts that it's going to start in probably around April. I mean, it just makes sense, you know. Yeah. So uh, the only thing to me that that confirms is, yeah, like, you know, this is going this is going to come later. We're not getting this. Um, in December of this year, this is going to come after that. It's going to be in 2022 sometime. Uh, question remains whether this is a spring um, release or if this gets if, if they wait even longer. Yeah, and that's a good uh, good point too. Personally, I don't know, and I want to say that the production for season two of Mando was in like January of 2020. I could be wrong on that. Uh, well, I remember we reported on it. Not long after we had started, right, uh, the podcast. So, so like February, maybe let's let's say late January, early February, and it came out in October, right? So if we go off that same kind of timeline, right, uh, you know, so that's let's just say let's say February, right? February, March, April, two months. It makes sense that it comes out around December, on that same timeline. You know what I'm saying? So it yeah. could be that it might be like a February release. Um, after after book book of Boba Fett ends, so hard to say, but uh, but I definitely think that the April fifth date is could be plausible for sure. For sure. 
Okay, so our third rumor kind of falls somewhere in the same lines here, and it's actually kind of a pretty kind of wild out there rumor. <laughs> I'm not really sure why this would be, uh, but the rumor says Han Solo and Kira will reportedly appear in the Mandalorian universe or around that timeline of the Mandalorian. So, yeah, and and, and before I say too much, Drew, say the quote that you said, which, which, which is what really threw me off. Uh, yeah, so here's here's what it says. It says they heard, and, and let's let's make this very clear. It's we got this covered. Right. Our right. our favorite uh, place to get our crazy this, rumors. This is our this is our evil Yoda clone. Yes, rumor yes, source. exactly. <laughs> they said we got this covered. Has heard from our sources, the same ones who told us Luke Skywalker would appear on the on the show, as well as Ahsoka Tano, both of which were correct. That Lucasfilm has plans for young Solo, young. <laughs> Solo, <laughs> and Amelia Clark's Kira to turn up in the Mandalorian universe soon. Uh, yeah, I mean, why? How? You know what I'm saying? We see Solo happening a decent chunk of time before A New Hope, first of all, right? And then now yeah. Mando is happening like a decade after Return of the Jedi. So you're definitely not going to have young on solo. Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't really uh, make any sense. Now, could we get Han Solo and Kira in the Mandalorian? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, I, I guess. But again, why? At that point, Han is already going to be with. So Leia, you either get, you, know. you either get Alden Ehrenreich and have him aged, aged yeah. and try to, uh, maybe use some CGI to make them look a little more like Harrison Ford or something. Yeah. Um, you can do that, but I mean, most people didn't like him as Han Solo, so I don't know why you would be bringing him back to yeah. do that, to, to try to play, yeah. to literally try to play Harrison Ford at this point, right? Because right. at least you could have the excuse of trying to be a young Harrison Ford now, right. but that right. now if you do this, you're going to have to be Harrison Ford. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I think the 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 better option would to be bring Harrison Ford back and have him de-aged. Which and that would that. be incredibly difficult But again, too, it'd be know? incredibly difficult. And he wouldn't want to do and it. And he wouldn't want to do it because... <laughs> he, he doesn't even want to be in the movies, let alone a TV show. Are you right, kidding right. me? So. Um, so I just don't... I just don't see this happening. No. Um, I, I know everybody, well, not everybody, but there's there are people out there that want to see more of that story and more of Kira. Yeah. And I think you... You could bring Kira back pretty easily uh, for this. Sure. You don't yeah. really. I don't think you really need a, a solo to be in it necessarily. Yeah. Um, but you know, she was working uh, with Maul, and you know, there's a good chance that maybe she kind of uh, took over after Maul. I'd say there's a good chance of something like that, and so yeah, you exactly. could see her maybe uh, as a as a leader of of a syndicate or something. Um, maybe even in the book of. Boba Fett or something, you know, like yeah. that would make that would that make, would make sense. some sense. Yeah, because now Boba is trying to take over Jabba's empire, since, right? And, and it would be conflicting interests, and there. it would be another character to add that another connection from another another uh, source of you know from a movie and stuff. I think, yeah, I think all that would be interesting if they did it right, yeah. um, and that makes a lot more sense to me personally. Just Kira with her yeah. new kind of uh, syndicate now, facing Boba, yeah, and personally. I like to think that Solo. I I like to think Han didn't see Kira anymore after. Same. 
Right. Same. Um, because that, in my mind, that's kind of like some weird interference with Leia and, and his relationship and stuff like that. You I know? guess maybe after the original trilogy, he could see her at some point. I think I'd be more okay with that. So I guess maybe he could see her in the Mandalorian. But like, for, what, but but what's I don't, the point? I, right? I hope there wasn't any time in between that because I think it's important that they left on the note they did and moved on. And, and Precisely. But, yeah. Um. Anyways. Yeah. Kind of a crazy rumor, but <laughs> I'm I'm not against the idea of Kira coming back in some in some way. And the right. Mandalorian show might be one of the cooler ways to do that. So right, okay, yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I think it makes more sense for me personally that Kira would just be there by herself. I don't know why Han would have to be in it, but if it does happen, then cool. You know, I think it's a little kind of crazy, but anyway. yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on to our last rumor is uh, we have some Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order 2 um, rumor or leaks, whatever you want to call it. They're saying that um, this sequel is going to pick up immediately after the events of the first game and is going to include a Darth Maul cameo. Really? Interesting. Um, and in addition to that, it also claims the Inferno squad, squad will also make an appearance. Okay. Okay. And um, it's going to use Unreal Engine 5 and is currently aiming to release in 2022. Yeah. I mean, that's um, that's not too far away. No. But I think, I think 2022 makes sense if they... Uh, to release it that year would be a good year mm -hmm. to release it, I think. Um, I think a Darth Maul cameo could be cool. Maybe you have a little fight against him. That I could think be it fun. would give some some legitimate connection to the to the the universe that we see in mm -hmm. in Jedi Fallen Order. Because as of right now, we really have nobody to tie to Cal Kestis, nobody to die. Well, I mean, not nobody, but you know what I'm saying. Like, there's not these big characters that we're seeing, uh, you know, from the main saga or from some of these big shows or whatever that's going to tie them in. Now we have Saul Guerrero, but I mean, that's Saul Guerrero. It's kind of yeah. a smaller character, you know, so. The thing is, if this does, if this is planned to release in 2022, we might actually get our first peak sometime this year, maybe by, you know, like in the yeah. fall. It's very possible, um, yeah. Uh. So anyways, that that's all we really have here, but all of this seems plausible to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, but also a part of that leak, you could say, was, uh, um, again, claiming that Star Wars Battlefront 3 is happening and is going to be announced soon, which we just keep hearing this like every week from different <laughs> right. places. So. so that's probably more likely than anything as of sits right now. So. It, it seems very likely at this point that yeah. Battlefront 3 is in the works and that we're going to... Uh, probably hear about this sometime in the next six months. Yeah, but we'll see. We're not going to get into that, but it's going to be very interesting to see where they take that for sure. Yeah. So, all right. Um, that's all of our rumors, but uh, we're going to jump into releases and our releases for uh, this week. We we actually have four new comics being released uh, on Wednesday, wow. so it's a it's a big yeah. uh, release week. Um, <laughs> and crazy. All all um, interesting, exciting comics as well we have star wars issue 11 um this is currently dealing with they're trying to get to um starlight in mm -hmm. in this comic for those of you who don't know that is actually a very important part of the high republic right now they've just opened up starlight beacon 
And uh, and so now in the Star Wars comic, they are uh, currently um, going to go here to this yeah. this yeah. old High Republic um, station. So that's kind of cool. neat. Yeah, that's really to cool. see how that ties in. Yeah, so, for sure. Uh, that Star Wars issue eleven. Then we're getting um, the second issue of the High Republic. So um, that should be great. Uh, we're getting Star Wars Adventures issue number three. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a. You know, I know you really enjoyed that one. So, <laughs> uh, and then we're getting. The <laughs> just don't even address it. Okay. Yeah, I'm just moving on. And we're getting the High Republic Adventures one. There you go. Um, yeah, we'll see if that one's good or not. Continuation uh, of but the epic. I will say um, that's the one that Yoda is supposed to to be more prominent in. So yeah, that could be interesting that's, that's just promising. for that alone. Yeah. So. Yeah, so uh, also we have um, a, a new novel that's Star Wars, The High Republic, Into the Dark by Claudia Gray. Oh, yeah. Um, I am about – oh, so sorry. That releases on Tuesday. Um, I am about a quarter of the way through it probably. And um, so I'll have thoughts on that here soon. But, <laughs> right. Um, but not just yet. Um, we will – be giving that away in just a couple hours in yes, our live, yes, uh, a live um, episode that we're doing. So right. our big celebration. So yeah, uh, tune in for that, awesome. and you yes. might just win the books. So. Yes, so tune in for that. It's gonna be super cool. Um, so let's go ahead and do our Q and A uh, real quick. I just want to say that we had a lot of questions from previous people asking stuff on older ones, and and I asked one this week, even though we had quite a few questions left. So uh, we have a lot of questions, and um, in an effort to save some time, uh, we're still already going over some of the time that we wanted to, but that's okay. Uh, we always do. Uh, those of you who are new, we will always go over the time we want to go over. But anyway, so if your question, you feel like, oh, wait, I, I know I asked my question before some of these in here. Well, uh, for the sake of time, we've taken some of those out. And every question that we currently have, which is quite a few of them, will be answered in the live stream. So please go over to that. So we're going to answer just our three qu- typical questions this week. So our very first one comes from Alex Mason, who says, do you guys think that 1313 will be picked back up? So for those of you who don't know, and this may not be a like super comprehensive uh, explanation, so forgive me, it's been a while since I've you know read up on it, but 1313 was a game that was in development back before the Disney acquisition, and it was kind of like a bounty hunter game, and uh, it's on Coruscant, you know, they have all these l- different levels, right? Uh, the housing and, and businesses and stuff would be down in these like holes or these massive shafts, and they'd have these different levels, but anyway... This was uh, called 1313 in reference to level 1313, which is really cool because we actually saw that reference in Clone Wars Season 7 when it came out last year, which is really neat. Anyway, so it was, we actually it looked there's some gameplay release and stuff like that, and it looked really cool. But the question is, do you think that it will be picked back up? Um, personally, no, I don't think that it will. I, I, I At this point, there's I, there's not heard any rumors about it. I haven't heard anything about it. And, and maybe even the, the studio that has the rights to the work that they've done may not want to release it. I don't know. I'm just saying I haven't heard about it for so long. I doubt that it would be picked back up. Now, maybe sometime in the future, but who knows? Drew, what do you think? Well, I spaced out and I have no idea what the question was. <laughs> That's typical, Andrew. Also, <laughs> do you think the game 1313. Oh, okay. Would yeah, be yeah, yeah, picked okay. back up at some right. point. <laughs> anyway, I'm glad you could, you know, tune in with us today. <laughs> well, I'm listening and I'm like, hmm, I wonder if I can figure out what 
he's talking about before I have to ask <laughs> nope. what he's talking about. Well, and no, I in, all, in all fairness to Andrew, we're all like we're still both trying to work as the other one's talking on this the live stream stuff. So. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, So yeah. do you think thirteen thirteen a game will ever be picked back up for development? Um. No, I don't. Yeah. Um, we may we may get a, a different take on that eventually maybe um some kind of bounty hunter story i think right, that's right. that's a, a, a high potential of getting especially, something especially now that we're getting mando yeah, stuff yeah. And all especially this. since we're getting all of this uh bounty hunter bounty stuff hunter, yeah. that who knows maybe a boba fett game i mean that's yeah. well, really out there but who knows well i mean it, that was kind of the rumor though for 1313 is that you played as this character that then gets killed by boba fett and then, and then you over. take yeah, over right. as boba, which would have been a really neat twist exactly um had exactly. we ever gotten that game yeah but um yeah so i think that you know we might get something like that in the future but right but that game Particularly, no, I don't think we're going to ever see that game come to life. Right. I'm on the same same page as you. You know, there could be different iterations that might come out. But, yeah, that specific game that we saw, those game clips of, yeah. probably Well, and, not. and also, it's just like the rights to that. I don't know who yeah, has the rights yeah. to that at this point. And they may not be able to share it and stuff like that. Yeah, you sure. just never know when it comes to all the legal right. side of it. So. Yeah, because at that point, like say they want to take thirteen, thirteen, da da da, right? They'd have some other studio or some other developer would have to restart from scratch, even if it was the same exact thing. And I don't even remember who the developer was for that. I don't either. We'd have to look it up, yeah. and it's not. I don't think it's worth doing. Nah, but right. <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm I'm fairly certain what whoever the developer was for that game. I don't know if they even exist now. So. Right. So probably not. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's the overarching that. answer. <laughs> so Alex, thank you. Um, all the rest of your questions, we're gonna try to answer in the live stream, which I know you're gonna try to be there. So thank you for that. Um, but, yeah, uh, yeah, we we love all the questions. We love the it's questions, great. and we love that you you you're gonna try to be at the live stream. But uh, yeah, if you, if you can't make it tonight or whatever, when you listen to this, uh, it's always gonna be back on Facebook. So we want to see the rest of your questions answered. It will be addressed there. So. Um, da, 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 da. our second question comes from Kristen Perry, who says, how, now she says this, now Kristen, I apologize if I misunderstood the question, but you say, how did the holocron work and how many were there? So I'm not specifically, or I'm sure what you're specifically referencing on that. And I apologize if I apologize if I missed something, but here's, I'm just going to take the question as how does a holocron work and how many are there? Um, so again, I apologize if that you're referencing something specific and I'm not getting it. And if so, we can talk in real life because, you know, we know each other. So, <laughs> right. so anyway, <laughs> so I'll just go over, I'll go over some, some basic stuff and then Drew, you can add to it if you have anything else to say. But basically holocrons, as we know them, are basically just the tools of the Jedi. And most of them are pretty ancient. And, and these, these holocrons are, are things to be able to keep secrets keep teachings, keep plans, things of that nature, uh, building schematics, all this stuff that is innately to the Jedi inside of these holocrons or these storage things, right? These storage devices. But what makes it unique to the Jedi is that they can only be opened with the Force. So essentially there's a crystal inside of this, this metal housing um, that can be manipulated by the Force. What's interesting, in, in Legends and in Canon, it never says what that crystal is. Um, uh, and cause I, I tried to double check and look it up before the episode cause I want to make sure I was correct on that. Uh, you know, a lot of times people just assumed that they were kyber crystal and stuff like that. But, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, if you go to, to, um, Wikipedia, um, and you look at, uh, the legends doesn't say on, on Canon, it says, um, with facets made of a crystalline material, like it, so it, it doesn't say at all what it actually is. So, which is very interesting. Um, 
but basically this crystal can be manipulated through the force to store massive amounts of, of data and information and things of that nature. And it basically just kept the Jedi's secrets for them. Um, now, how many, how many of them were there? That's a good question. And again, a lot of stuff about holocrons is not ever been talked about, right, in Legends or Canon, about how many there were, or who originally made them, or what even that crystal is that they use, right? There's not a lot of information, especially in Canon, about this. Um, you know, we know, if you look back to an episode in Clone Wars, Jocasta knew was tasked as, a li- as the librarian to be over all of the um, uh, holocrons. And there's that one episode that had Mace Windu and a bunch of them in there. And there was quite a few holocrons in there, quite a few. Now, maybe not like million or anything like that but hundreds and hundreds for sure and like i said but most of them i don't think they like make new holocrons i think that you can maybe like add data to them but you can't make any more of them i could be wrong completely wrong on that the reason i know that you can add data to them is because as you see in rebels um uh caleb has a one that has the you know obi-wan speech of like hey you know don't come to the jedi temple you know etc etc so you can add more information to them through the force but i don't know that you can make any more so i know this is not probably the answer that you wanted so i apologize but that's kind of a basic breakdown of what holocrons are but like exactly what they are how many there are there's really just no clear concise answers drew do you have anything more to say about holocrons on that manner uh the only thing i would add is that you know they're there are holocrons, but but specifically there are Jedi hol- holocrons, but there are also Sith holocrons. True. Yeah. Um, Jedi holocrons were normally cubes, and Sith holocrons were normally like a little like a pyramid. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and so uh, holocrons were not just a Jedi thing, but they were right. Jedi and Sith, and and yeah, normally they were just used to store um, knowledge, secrets, uh, those kind of things. So yeah. So, uh, yeah, thank you for the question. I apologize again if that wasn't exactly what you're asking. So, like I said, since we know each other, you can we can talk in real life if that wasn't or it wasn't correct, and we can talk about it. All right, so our third and final question comes from Hunter Blackburn, who says, At this point, I'm sure that we will eventually get a uh, from-a-certain-point-of-view book for The Return of Jedi, as we've gotten for One for New Hope and Empire Strikes Back at this point. So, if and when they make a certain point of view from return for The Return of Jedi... What is a story each of you would like to see told in that book? So, uh, so basically, you know, that's a really good question. Obviously, there's so much going on in that movie. Um, I I don't know about Drew, but I actually have a pretty specific one I would like to to uh, say. Um, for me, this is like something really bizarre, but I would love to see a story about Han being frozen in carbonite. And because right now it's up left up to the imagination as to what happens to a person in carbonite, right? Or is it like you get frozen and then unfrozen sometime later? And it's like a you know blink of an eye or snap of a finger. And you're like, I was asleep and now I'm awake. I'm like, Oh, you know, here I am transported almost. Or do you dream about stuff? Do you like, is it kind of like a deep slumber? You know, what happens? So I'd love to maybe get like a, a short story about Han being frozen in it. And maybe if he has dreams and stuff like that, it would give some legitimate canon to that, random little part of the universe and it'd be cool to like maybe like see what he dreams about and things of that nature i think that would be a really interesting story um drew what about you is there anything particular um in return of the jedi that you'd like to see a certain point of view story about i have three <laughs> oh, oh, <okay. laughs> nice. uh i want to i would like one about salacious b crumb 
Of course, naturally. Uh, yeah. I just think that'd be funny. Just, just why to, not? You know, just see you like what's what's in his head. You know, mm. type deal. Another one after you're done. Um, I'd like to see one from Yoda's perspective um, of his passing, of Yoda's passing, and like going into the living force. Yeah, kind of. That go, would be cool. Just kind of see like what happens at that point for him and and different things. And then I would like to see uh, one from Kenobi's perspective of seeing Anakin come back and mm, seeing that yeah. whole like Luke and Anakin together and seeing how Obi-Wan sees that yes. and what, wh- how that, you know, that because, would be great. because in the, in the, in, in, uh, we, we've already seen kind of more of Kenobi in these, ne- these past two we've gotten yeah. uh, already as a force ghost, we've seen kind of like some of his thoughts and things. So like I, right. it's, it could be very easily done for them to do it again in the, in return of the Jedi. And I think it'd for be sure. really cool to get into Kenobi's head in those moments. So yeah, that those are some really good answers. It would oh, give some, it would, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> anyway, uh, but it would give some really cool, like, you know, canonical lore too. like yeah. what happens when you cross over into the, the, the living force, much like, you know, what happens when you're frozen in carbonite, you know, these yeah, which we, we, we learned some of that with Qui-Gon in, in the first, uh, the one for a new hope. They, yeah. they kind of yeah. talk about Qui-Gon, like, like kind of choosing how he's going to even like show, like how he's going to look. Himself. Yeah. Oh, like yeah, stuff I like that. It. Like yeah. he's, it, it's very, it kind of shows kind of how that works a yeah, little bit. Gotcha. And um, so, yeah, but I think they could totally do more of it. And that's yeah. why I think it would be cool to see those. Yeah. That's awesome. Those are some really good ones. There's, and, and like I said, that, that movie is full of so many different little things. Uh, but uh, another one, it's not, it's not as intricate, but I thought it'd be kind of funny is correct me if I'm wrong, but, the assassin or whatever that Leia dressed up as was an actual person. That was an actual assassin. She took that armor. Um, or if not, it's similar armor to that assassin. So what would be interesting, like I said, if I'm not cor- incorrect, um, is maybe getting a story about that, that, that assassin or bounty hunter. And like, how did they get the armor? Did they, did they, yeah, we already got that story. Oh, did they? Oh man. Okay. So I'm, I'm behind. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we already got that story. Um, I didn't. Is it in in, in in Empire? Where is that? You know, I don't remember exactly where they told the story, but I know that we got it already. Uh, it, you keep talking, I can look it up real quick. Well, it, it, it not you know nothing too important. I just thought that would be kind of interesting because we know that that's from my understanding is a real bounty hunter, a real assassin, or whatever. And so it'd be interesting to see how Leia got that armor, right? That that outfit. You know, is it something that she replicated uh, because she knew that that bounty hunter was going to be gone for a while? Or do they, you know, take them out or imprison them and take the armor? It's in it's in uh, one of those um, Forces of Destiny short stories on YouTube. Then I'd have, the animated yeah, I'd have no idea. Then. Um, <laughs> I don't think I've heard Maz, of Maz Kanata helps, helps her get it. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I knew that the story was told somewhere. So well, I'll have to look it up. So anyway, so there, there you, you go. go. <laughs> they, I, I, it's already answered for me. It's awesome. Um, but anyway, yeah, so a lot of really good stories. Andrew had a couple of good ones. I really love to know about the Carbonite one. So... Uh, hey, if yeah. anybody has anyone uh, that you would like to hear or know about, uh, come on our live stream tonight and tell us. So, yeah, yeah. If you hear this before <laughs> the live stream, anyway, um, <laughs> which is uh, unlikely at this point. Don't don't remind me. Um, <laughs> so let's get quickly into our main topic. I, contrary to popular belief, I don't think we're going to try to take too much time on this because we do plan on talking about this. On the live stream, we'll talk about it more on the live stream. Yeah, we're gonna, in really in depth, that we definitely want to talk uh, cover it on this too because it's our main topic. 
so, people have wanted us to do this it, for we, a while. For a while. This, is, this has been one of the biggest requests we've gotten since we started yes. the podcast. Yes. But we wanted to save yeah. this for something really big. We wanted to save it for something special because we've kind of, we've been very uh, secretive on kind of yes. like what our, where where we stand on all the movies as far as like exact orders. So. And, and I'll be honest with you, there's a reason why, because I know, at least for myself, I have some opinions that are that are going to ruffle some feathers. And I'll say, I'll say it right off the bat. Hey. No, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say right off the bat, like, it's just my opinion, right? Yeah. There's no, you know, I, and, and when I say, oh, this movie that you love is my bottom on the list, is uh, it's not saying that you, I disvalue anybody's opinion. I just personally Listen, don't you can like say it. whatever you want, but we're going to lose some fans over this, so. <laughs> That's why I'm trying to save face. I, you I, might as well just give it up. I mean, they're, yeah, they're, yeah. we're going to we're gonna get cussed out. We're going <laughs> to. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, uh, yeah, I mean, but but seriously, like. Even for me. Okay. Well, first of all, let's let's say what we're even doing. <laughs> we haven't even said it yet. We haven't said it. No. Oh. So what we're doing <laughs> is we're ranking uh, all. Did of we the really st- not say it yet? No. <laughs> You're like we're talking about how it's so requested. Yeah. That's so funny. What's requested? What's gonna get people maybe mad? Oh, that's we're funny. going to rank all of the Star Wars movies. So not <sighs> even just episodes one through nine, but also including Rogue One and Solo. I thought it was a good Star idea Story. for us to start a podcast. <sighs> Who knows? Anyway. Yeah. So that's what that's we wanted to save that for our hundred or our one year anniversary uh, or our fiftieth uh, episode, one of the two. Yeah. Because we wanted to be a big thing for sure. Right. And because that a lot of people requested that. So anyway, starting from so, eleven, going up to one. To one. Yeah. And uh, I just want to again say like it even for me, it's hard for me to do a list like this because same a lot of same. these movies. Uh, fluctuate like a lot of these movies yeah. will move to different places in my order. Yeah, um, just depending on where I'm at in life, and you know, like honestly, <laughs> right. they it, it's not a these these movies do not stay in in this order yeah. for the rest of my life. They will move around. Now that being said, um, some of them towards the top have stayed there um, for a long time for me, and potentially may never move. But the 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 bottom half can move all over the place you know what i'm saying yeah i agree so and just to keep that in mind and again like this i we i'm doing this as a this is what i enjoy the most while i watch it and exactly and and that's all that's all it is we're not saying like this has to be the order everyone needs to to right. think is the best way exactly. to watch star wars or exactly. anything like that like this is just us having some fun and giving our opinions on on what we enjoy most yeah. in this of the Star Wars movies. So, so. last two things I'll say to complement that, and we'll get right into it. Is a you know uh, I think Drew and I are the same on this. Our top half, like what our favorites are, are solid. Like when we say this is our top three or our top five, like this is solid. But when it gets to the lower half, yeah. again, it, like you said, <clears throat> it fluctuates. Sometimes I watch it and I get a different opinion on it or whatever. But yeah, but and the last thing I'll say though is like, even though we say it's like this is the my least favorite one. Uh, on the on the on the list, it's still Star Wars, and I love Star Wars, and I always will. Yeah, I you mean, know what I'm saying yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Like in the long run, all I love all eleven of these movies. Exactly, they all mean something to me in right. some way or another. We're just really um, trying to cover our tracks right now. <laughs> We're really trying to keep our keep our fans like yeah. We're really yeah. hoping you guys don't leave after yeah. this. All right, let's just let's, well. But one other ahead. thing, I know we keep saying that. Yeah. But the the last <laughs> thing to make sure everyone understands is we have not talked about this. Yeah. I have, I have no not. idea what Braxton's list is. He has no idea what my list is. Correct. We have yeah. not said a word to each other about what what we ranked, where we ranked it. So correct. So what we're gonna do, like I said earlier, is we're gonna start at the bottom, what our least favorites are, and then we're gonna work our way to our most favorite, and we're gonna go one by one. 
Uh, so number 11 is I feel for me. I feel a little nervous right I now. I do too. I do too. <laughs> why, is, why do I feel so nervous? <laughs> so with that said, let's go ahead and start. And Andrew, go off first. Oh, you want me to go first? <laughs> what, number 11, what is your least favorite Star Wars movie? Oh, man, when you put it that way, it makes it just like... It's I hard. Know. It's I know. Hard. I love them all, but... Okay. Let's rip the Band-Aid off. Now... Don't mm. give a justification well, yet. Yeah, because we're going to do it after, remember? We're going to give our listings, and then after that, we're going to give our explanation as to what Yeah, our, yeah, you're right, you're right. You're right. Favorite. I just need to say it, and then yes. and you're going to say yours, and then we're going to give Correct. our, right? Okay. My number 11 is episode one, The Phantom Menace. Really? Interesting. Interesting. Yes. So, for me, my number 11 is Attack of the Clones. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Interesting. Well, okay. Well, okay. Let's let's do our explanation. You want to do it now, or you want to do it afterwards? No, no. I think we should do it. Okay. Now. I think we should do uh, it. Now. For me, Attack of the Clones. Honestly, I hate to even say that, right? Because it's a great movie in terms of my nostalgia. But I just think there's so much crazy, just silliness, and and the effects were bad, and you know, at the for the time at least, you know, what I'm saying, um, especially compared to some of the stuff we're getting now. I, I again I hate to say it because I love Attack Clones. I love I I have so much nostalgia for it. But in terms of the story, the quality of the effects and the visuals and all that stuff, I think it's gotta go to the bottom for me. So what why is Phantom Menace uh number one for you? Or eleven, I guess. So for me, Phantom Menace, um of course introduced us to Qui-Gon, uh Darth Maul. Some some cool characters, right? Right. And of course, was the reintroduction into Star Wars. So, right. Um, it has some big things for it. But for me, most of that movie to me is just a bore. Like yeah. I just I get so bored of it. Like the whole time they're on Tatooine when they go and they're uh, dealing with Jar Jar and on uh, right. Naboo, all that stuff is just really boring to me. Uh, the fight between Darth Maul and Obi Wan and Qui Gon is is a masterpiece. I love that. I love oh, yeah. that scene. Yeah. That's one of one of the coolest moments in Star Wars. But it doesn't make up for the fact that the rest of the movie is just so boring. Right. <laughs> yeah, I understand <laughs> and, that. I understand and, uh, that. And so that's why I uh, that's why I placed it as my eleven. Okay, I understand. I understand that. Um, okay, so let's go on, and we may not give as much detail in our 10 through 2 as we was like our least favorite and most favorite but we might give a little bit so number 10 go ahead again my number 10 or should you go first this time okay, I'm going yeah, first. You go first my time. number 10 is the last jedi whoa yeah whoa yeah and that's what i thought i okay. knew people were gonna get mad at that i know Ooh, people are gonna yeah. get mad at that you, you got people like punching the the wall right now. I know. People I know. Are, and people are unfollowing us on Facebook right this minute. While I considered, <laughs> and that, I'll just go ahead and say it because I know that's that's going to ruffle some feathers. I'll just give a little explanation on this. Is that for me? I know that, you know, I, I did. I have been considering quality of production and things of that nature. Yeah. But overall, how does the movie make me feel at the end? Right. To me, that is what I'm considering. All of the Star Wars lore, all of the Star Wars movie, at the end of the day, how does that movie make me feel? And at the end of the day, for me personally, me personally, although it's fantastic production in terms of the visuals, looks great, all this stuff, to me there's just so much, how do I say this? There's just so many elements that I didn't like about the story. For instance, Luke, right? Uh, they, I, I love Luke, and I feel like they completely betrayed his character. I feel like there's there's an entire huge chunk of the movie in uh, Cantabite um, that shouldn't have been there, and it was just kind of like like po- literally pointless. They had this whole story arc where they have to go find this this that 
gambler dude, but yet like then it amounted to nothing. You know, at the end of the, at the end of the day, it looks nice, but just for me personally, I think the story makes me a little more like frustrated. Leave after watching it. So, what is your number ten? My number ten is Solo. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, for me, it's uh, Solo. Always feels like it's a fan film. Yeah, I can I can understand that. It, yeah, something about it doesn't make it just doesn't feel like it's in the star like really in the Star Wars universe. Sometimes when you watch it, and yeah, um, it's just missing something about that Star Wars magic. For mm-hmm. some reason, it's just not there for me. Yeah, um, it's not a bad movie. It's an enjoyable right. movie, in my opinion. But but it's missing something there, and. Um, of course, you know, there, there are neat things to it. And, and of course, Darth Maul's cameo was really cool, stuff like that. But, right. but for the, for the most part, it's just, it was missing that. And, uh, and honestly, I mean, I almost put this as my bottom one. Mm-hmm. Like there, it's pretty similar. Truthfully, yeah, I understand me. that. Yeah. Um, and honestly, my next one's kind of, they could all be tied. Yeah. Like the, a lot the, of the our bottom, bottom ones the bottom could be interchangeable. Could be, yeah, interchangeable yeah. So. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So number nine. Uh, go ahead and start off with it. Um, my number nine is episode two, Attack of the Clones. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Any, uh, any quick explanation on that or just... For me, the reason I placed it above uh, the ones we just uh, I just talked about is it has so many cool moments that I love. Now, mm-hmm. like you were saying, I agree that like the movie, the movie as a whole is not that well made. Right, uh, right. A lot of bad acting, a lot of, um, yeah. a lot of just weird stuff and, and a lot of wasted time. But, um, I love the, the scene when all the Jedi pour into the, ah, the battlefield. And that's and, why it was hard for me to put it at the bottom. Cause I love that too. And it was such a, such a huge moment because we'd never seen that many Jedi all at once true. before. That it's was the first true. time we got yeah. that like that. And it, it was so cool. And then seeing the clones and, um, and, uh, Obi-Wan versus Django. And, um, there's just, for me, there's just so many moments. Oh, oh well, and Yoda versus Dooku, oh, yeah. all those yeah. things together. So many hype moments. Like, you know, that's the thing. It's the movie as a whole, isn't necessarily all that great, but there's so many hype moments in that movie sure. that for me places it above solo in episode one. Okay. Yeah. I got you on that. And, uh, I, 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 and that's why I think like part of me wants to place attack of the clones a little bit higher, uh, on the ranking, but it's hard for me to replace it with something else. I don't know. So I, but yeah, especially that, that final battle, well, we're not the final battle, but where, where they're having to fight for the lives against those three beasts. So good. Yeah. I love that. So what's yours? Uh, so number nine is for me solo. So it's kind of like right okay. there. Yeah. Um, much of the same reason for you. And again, the, my bottom three could be kind of interchangeable. Um, you know, it does kind of lack that Star Wars feel in a lot of times, but I like the story enough that, and, and I've like, and I told you, I think I've said this on the podcast before. I really like Han Solo as a character. It's not my favorite character, but I do love Han Solo. And I think it would be, I thought it was really cool to get his backstory. And I, I don't know. I don't have much to say about this. It's definitely my bottom three. Um, because it lacks that feel, but the production was good. I, I just enjoyed watching it, uh, although it did kind of lack a lot of that Star Wars feel. So Okay. Yeah. All right, so number eight. Um, I'll go first. What is your number eight? My number eight is Phantom Menace, episode oh, one. All right, so, you're, so, so our bottom We're half is, close. so pretty far close. is pretty close. You, yeah. you placed one a lot higher than yeah. I did. But. 
Phantom Menace for me is, and I'm not going to give too much explanation because we need to be in a hurry, but uh, the, the Phantom Menace for me is just so, I know there is a lot of boring parts to it and there's a lot of like politics and stuff, but to me it just sets up everything uh, to come and we get to see these these awesome new characters for the first time, um, such as Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> no, that's actually, <laughs> sorry, but for me that's one of the worst parts about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but like get to see young Obi-Wan, get to see Anakin for the first time. and We get to see, first of all, Darth Maul, the introduction of Darth Maul yeah. and Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon being one of my, one of my favorite characters sure, ever. Yeah. I mean, I think there's just too much for me to place it any lower than that, especially with the uh, Duel of the Fates, one of the greatest uh, songs, soundtracks on the soundtrack. So that is my number eight. A- Andrew, what is your number eight? Um, my number eight is The Last Jedi. Okay. So, yeah, we are very similar. I see what yeah. you said that now. Um, yeah. the, the Last Jedi upset me in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it still upsets me in a lot of ways. But the only reason I placed it higher than the the others in this is I can't deny the fact that it's still a well-made movie. Exactly, yeah. It is a very yeah. well-made movie, uh, despite the story content that I'm not a big fan of. Um, in, in comparison to the other movies on my list oh, so it's far. Bar, bar it's, none, yeah. yeah. As far as just directed and performed and, and visual visually and all of that stuff, sure. it's, it's on a higher level than those. Yeah. So that is why it's placed where it is. Yeah. But I I still do not like this story. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah and again, that's again, the, my bottom four thus far has been very interchangeable and I agree with everything that you're saying. Um I think for me I, I have no qualms in saying that it is infinitely better than Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones in terms of production. Yeah. I guess I again for me it's kind of solely based off how do I feel at the end of it. Well I think what's interesting is we have now said all the same movies just in different orders. Yeah. And we've all said like, oh it's interchangeable. <laughs> it's basically kind of the same thing. Honestly. But so so we're 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 on the same page so far. Yeah. So. I agree. All right, so, okay, so that'd be number my seven number seven. You right? start off. Yep, Let number me make seven. Make sure I have this right. Yeah, my number seven is The Rise of Skywalker. Mine too. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Again, um, we have not talked about this at all. I know a lot this. of people would argue Rise of Skywalker is worse than Last Jedi. Um, oh, sorry, guys. For me, I placed The Rise of Skywalker above The Last Jedi because um, it's. I still think there's a lot of just um, stuff that didn't need to be in the movie. And, yeah, exactly. And, and a lot of, I still have a lot of issues with it, but it brought back, back Palpatine. And I do like that Palpatine came back. I wish there had been more to it, but I do like that he was there for the, yeah. the final movie of the saga. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I do like that they tried to answer some questions. I mean, even if you don't necessarily like the answers <laughs> like the or answer, not, right? I do yeah. like that they tried to resolve some things. Um, it's the conclusion. And I sure. just think, as a whole, I enjoy watching it more than I enjoy watching The Last Jedi. So I'm on the uh, pretty much the same page as you. I will say there was a lot of unfulfilled expectations in The the, the Rise of Skywalker. That's, that's why it's that's so putting low. it lightly. <laughs> right. It, 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 for sure. And here, here's what I'll say. There's a lot of unmet expectations. But I think the problem was is that, and we've talked about this a billion times, and I think anybody would agree, whether you th- think Last Jedi is the best one, right? Is that there was too much chaotic, tumultuous stuff going on in those three movies, right? Uh, seven, eight, and nine. That like it was almost like the two directors that we had were fighting with one another on the direction, and because of that, it torn it to to different directions that it was hard yeah. to tie up the loose ends. Mm-hmm. And so the reason for me that for or excuse me, Rise of uh, 
which one I say? Yes, Rise of Skywalker is on my number seven, and it's higher than Last Jedi simply because it's again, it's phenomenal production, looks great, and yeah, there's a lot of disappointing things, but at the end of the day, I think I felt better after watching it because it was the conclusion. I, 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 you know, they they tried to make it more triumphant. They tried to make it better, you know, so it's naturally going to make you feel a little bit better. But to me, Rise of Skywalker and Last Jedi are very close. But again, at the end of the day, I think Rise of Skywalker just takes the edge because it helps. It just makes me feel a little bit better after what I enjoyed it a little bit more. And it didn't, it didn't contradict as many things in my mind about the Star Wars lore and character. Sure. Yeah. All right. So number six, and this is me starting off. My number six is force awakens. Um, basically kind of the same thing. I, I this is what I've always said. Um, although, you can you can argue Force Awakens creativity, I guess how you want to say it? I don't know, but I will always say that 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 Force Awakens started off the, the sequel trilogy really well. They had a lot of you know had some familiar callbacks. They had some new interesting things that were being added, and it was a good foundation to work off of. It was kind of boring in some parts, maybe predictable, mm-hmm. but the production value was fantastic. I think they started off in a good way. This very ominous new character, all this stuff, right? And it had a great foundation. Um, and there wasn't as many inconsistencies or letdowns in the other two movies. And that's why it's higher for me. Okay. So what is your number six? My number six is Rogue One. Really? Okay. Yeah. So let me say this. From six on, I I adored all of these movies. Yeah. Like, right. right. It's... <laughs> It's hard to even. I mean, these are all just fantastic movies from right. this point on, in my right. opinion. Um, so, Rogue One is a fantastic movie. Um, it's a it's a gritty war movie, right? And, oh yeah. And it, what I love about Rogue One is that it it brought you, um, in. It felt like you were back in the original trilogy. Yeah. It, they they like like how I said Solo didn't have the magic. This movie has the magic. I agree. I definitely and, agree with that. And I, again, I don't know exactly what it is, but they they just created that magic there. It feels so in line with the Star Wars universe, so in line with the original trilogy that like I think I think it it it'd be a tragedy for you not to watch this movie before you start a new hope. Like it yeah, just works. It I agree. works together. And it, it fits and, so seamlessly with yeah. the end scene yeah. to the first scene of the new hope that it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, you almost can't not. Right. Right. It's, it's just, it is a extremely amazing com- complimentary piece to, um, to the original trilogy. I love it. Yeah. Um, the reason it's, it's as the reason it's number six is because it's missing one thing that I love about Star Wars, mm-hmm. and that's the Jedi. Sure, um, yeah. This is that sure. one movie that doesn't really involve Jedi. It's not really... I mean, it, you have uh, uh, the one guy... Um, I can't remember his name at the moment, but he's he kind of has... He deals with the Force or whatever. Oh, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's of the Church know, of the Force uh, or, yeah. or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, Guardians of the Wills or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. But, like, in the end, you know, it's not really a Jedi in the movie... Sure. Um, other than you have Darth Vader at the end, which is amazing. Which that's it's one of the most amazing scene. scenes yeah. in Star Wars. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't have that. And I just love Jedi. I love that. And so that's why it's number six. But sure. But it's an amazing, okay. amazing movie. Yeah. So let's so go on to on. A number five. You yeah. start off. My number five. This this one could upset people. Okay. 
So I think you're I think, number five. I think this could, could be a little upsetting for, pe okay. for people that this is my number five. But um, my number five is Return of the Jedi. Really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I used to have Return of the Jedi much higher in my list when I, yeah. like, you know, just when I've ranked it before. But in the past year, I rewatched Return of the Jedi. And I realized that I don't, I don't think it's that great of a movie sometimes. Like, it spends a lot of time with the Ewoks and yeah, it does. Uh, spends yeah. a lot of time in, in, in just kind of like not doing anything. And, and I found myself like, wow, there's a lot of boring parts to this movie. And, um, now, of course, like the, the final fight scene with, with Darth Vader and Palpatine and Luke is amazing. Yeah. Uh, I love that. It's it's, it's, it is the moment of the, of the trilogy, you know? Sure. Like it, yeah. And so all of that's important, but there's so much that movie that just doesn't matter. And it's just yeah. like wasting time. And, um, and I found myself thinking like, wow, the, the rest of the trilogy is so much better than this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and sure. so yeah. that's, that's why I put it at five. Okay. So my number five is, is, is very hotly contested in my own mind with number six, in, which is interesting, it was, is Rogue One. Okay. So number five is, is Rogue One for me. Everything that you said, um, I think it keeps the Star Wars magic even without the Jedi. And although we love Jedi, and that's the whole reason we named it Jedi Eternal, I think, it can, it, I think it's so necessary and so fitting for the plot going into episode four that it, it even though it doesn't have Jedi... It just, it gives itself its own merit, you know, and I really, really enjoyed watching it. It was a new take, uh, uh, how do I say this? It was a new take of the Star Wars universe, especially up to that point before, you know, uh, Solo. We're getting to see the un underbelly. We're getting to see people who's not necessarily Jedi, but they're the rebellion. It's the, it's gritty. It's kind of darker and grayer and, and harsher. And, 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 uh, you know, that, that kind of strays away from Star Wars a little bit from what we know it, but yet it somehow kept again, like you said, that Star Wars feel, um, it wasn't perfect and, and we already knew the end result. So that's why it's not higher for me. And plus it doesn't have Jedi and things of that nature too. Um, but, but I really did enjoy number five or excuse me, number five. I really did enjoy rogue one. Yeah. So, all right. So number four, um, number four for me, I'm starting off is Return of the Jedi. So we're hanging mm. pretty close still. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, all the same thing that you said. I I think that there's there's just it's so triumphant for me. It's so fun. It's so exciting. And we can see you know Luke come in and be this this kick butt dude that that we you know he's been training. You can tell and he's something new and he's grown mm. so much. And you can see that progression, which is really cool. You can see him go conquer Jabba the Hutt and, and and all that awesome stuff that you get to see there. I love the battle between Vader and and Luke, and then then Vader's triumphant return and and uh, to the to the light side and Palpatine's destruction. Death Star's destruction, and uh, um, and then I, I mean I can't help although the Ewoks are a little cringy at times. I do love the celebration scene at the end, and then all the all the Force Ghosts come together. Like I mean, it's just so triumphant. Now you're right; it, it's not as good as some of the other ones, and that's why it's number four for me. Um, but I'm not going to take too much more time for that because you already explained a lot of stuff on, on that I agree with. So yeah. number four for you. Number four for me is The Force Awakens. Wow, so that's a lot higher than I would have expected it to be. 
Yeah, you know, uh, just like I said with Return of the Jedi, I kind of watched all the movies in the past uh, year, two years. I've kind of watched them again and really thought about them. And, and uh, The Force Awakens was, in my opinion, a really good start to a trilogy. Yeah, in a lot of ways, it created a lot of mystery. Um, it had Ray, who was an excellent new um, main character. Yeah, it had Snoke, who was this menacing new villain we didn't know anything yeah. about, yeah. and there, there, there felt there was so much potential. There were just yeah. it. J.J. Abrams started it with a lot of mystery and a lot of potential. Now you could say, well, the story kind of just, just kind of re- did a rehash of A New Hope. Yeah. In ways, it did, yes. Yeah. And and I see that and can recognize that maybe it would have been cooler to do something a little more original. Sure. But at the same time, I think it worked. I think it worked to kind of to uh, to kind of mimic that um, and for a new age. Um, so. But the problem, of course, is that it then fell apart after that. Mm-hmm. But I, I really enjoy watching The Force Awakens, and yeah. and and you get that touch, that touch of the old with Leia and and Han and and Chewie back on the Millennium Falcon, and those moments are just were so cool. And, oh yeah, and you Absolutely. know, and I waited outside in, in a, or you and me both, <laughs> yeah. uh, dressed up in Jedi robes, <laughs> ready, waiting, waiting outside in the freezing cold oh, in line so cold. to get yeah. into this theater because the the line was outside of the building, and like yeah. it was. It, it, I'm not going to lie. Part of this is nostalgia for me. The fact that that was such a sure. fun moment that Star Wars had returned again when right. we thought it never would, you know, right. and here, here we were going to go see a new movie and it was an enjoyable movie. We left that movie stoked. Oh yeah. We left that yeah. movie excited about the future of Star Wars and where it would go. Yeah. And I was going to say, you know, just to add into that, you know, I know this is your thing, but, but I, I remember I actually got a post the other day on Facebook or like a reminder, like a memory and it said uh, it was it was back in December whenever we watched it. And it was a couple years ago, and uh, it said something along the lines of "Just watched Force Awakens." The best credit I could give to it is that it pays homage very well to the original trilogy. Yeah, and I felt I felt that same way. I, I still do now, for sure. Yeah, and so um, since we're looking at these individually, I that's why it ranks as high as it does because I do think it's a good Star Wars movie. Yeah. Um, I, I, I had a lot of fun with it and uh, yeah. I think it, I think it deserves a little more credit than it gets I agree um, but because of the way the trilogy turned out it you know it's kind of it gets thrown on the bus with yeah, all of it yeah. yeah but but so that's my feelings on it sure absolutely but uh I guess we're moving into our number three right yeah I'm interested okay. to see this I I want to I want to okay. say that our top three are the same I don't know that for a fact though I don't know yeah you're looking at me I I, I think I know what you're gonna say and I think it I is different than me but we'll see I don't know so, so number three, starting with you. Uh, my number three is Revenge of the Sith. Really? I was not expecting that. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Revenge of the Sith is is a uh, an amazing movie. Yeah. The amount of time that we have spent uh, thinking and and <laughs> playing and of 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 the events of of Revenge of the Sith. Um, yeah. I can't even tell you how many hours we've spent on it. Oh yeah. That movie was life changing for, I think I can say for both of us. Sure. Absolutely. Um, we, we, 
it was of course seeing Obi-Wan and Anakin, you know, and what happens there. And, and we had already grown to right. love those characters because that's, those were the new ones when we were growing up. You know, I wasn't allowed to go to a theater when I was young. Um, I was yeah. not allowed to go and watch a movie at a theater. Yeah. And I remember Revenge of the Sith coming out in theaters and wanting to go see it so <laughs> bad, but right. I wasn't allowed to. And I had to wait until it got released on, on DVD. And, um, I remember going and getting it, renting it from Blockbuster with my my grandma. And me and my grandma went, because she was a huge Star Wars fan. She's one of the reasons I, I love Star Wars today. Yeah. And we went and sat down and um, and watched that movie together. And it's a moment I'll never forget. Yeah. And uh, it was such an impactful moment. I'm about to cry right now just talking <laughs> about it. I'm not, even, I'm not even kidding. Like blinking the tears away. Uh, and so just that movie means so much to me and just nostalgia but also now yeah. i i can i can see the the clear uh ways this movie is not that great sure. like yeah. if 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 you and me were to go watch the movie for the first time today oh, we'd yeah. go oh wow like seriously this is, like, that's where they took this or that's yeah but yeah. a lot of this is because i grew up with it and that's why i love it and a lot of it even if it even if some of it is cheesy some of it doesn't really work as well today sure. it still means so much to me yeah. And and that's why it's at three is because I can see the aging of it. I can see where it doesn't necessarily as as uh, as amazing as it may have been back then. But, yeah. But to me, it still means so much. Yeah. So I completely agree with, all, with you on all this. And I'll say, too, you know, with my top three, like the difference between what makes one, one, two and three is like a micro you know you, you need a micrometer to measure well, well, exactly. that scale like i exactly. mean a nanometer is what you know well just like the good just like the bottom like three or four were kind of all similar like yeah. all like maybe even tied yeah my top three are essentially same, kind of the same way. same here so my number three is a new hope um okay I, I i think that with the other two that's left i enjoyed them i think i enjoyed them because of all the stuff that 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 happened in them more but again the new hope for me is so it's just so pivotal. I mean, like this is the first one, the first movie that set up the entire thing. And it was so fresh and new, especially at the time that it was made. But to me, when I first watched it, I hadn't seen anything like that up to that point. Um, and it was just so cool. I don't, I just set up so many neat things and, uh, and then ending with, you know, going from a kid on, on some backwater town and country and planet, you know, to all of a sudden the end, like blowing up a death star. Like, Hey, it's just, the progression was so awesome. It's super hopeful, a new hope, you know, clearly. Uh, introduced all these super cool characters. And, you know, I'm never going to forget that first time I saw Luke looking at the twin sons. And, it, like, the just that that warmth of emotion and, like, just happiness and, like, just, wow, sheer awe that I saw a new hope. That's why it's number three for me. For me, though, I think the events of the next two um, were more impactful to me. Um I think New Hope for me was just more like this was an introduction. It was a foundation. It was so cool. But yet the events of the next two were more, more left me watching the movie like, oh, my gosh, this is insane, incredible, the twist, the blah, blah, blah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that is my number three. So A New Hope. So what is your number two? Number two. So this is going to be interesting what, what, what ours is. I mean, I think everybody – I'd like to think that everybody knows what my number one is. But number two for me is Revenge of the Sith. I'm – again, all, everything that you said, Revenge of the Sith was such a pivotal – moment and yeah. it was it was clearly the best well you know most well produced out of the prequel trilogy clearly um we get to see my favorite character and your favorite character obi-wan in his prime yeah um oh, yeah. 
I mean, that's one of the big things for me. Get to see the duel. The best between, version of Obi-Wan Kenobi. The best, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, you can see the great duel between Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Dooku, which was fantastic. Um, and then to see his descent, or Anakin's descent into the dark side was really, it was, because here's the thing. It may not make me feel happy at the end of the movie, but it was like so jaw-dropping and so crazy that it was just like, pardon me, I'm getting a little hiccuped here. <laughs> but anyway, um, it was so, just the, the, the events of it was so heart-wrenching and jaw-dropping and crazy. It went from such triumphant highs to such low lows, and it was just so crazy. Um, I mean, I don't have too much more to say about it, but that's why Revenge of the Sith is my number two. But Drew, what is your number two? My number two is A New Hope. Okay. Okay. So, gotcha. I'm not going to say a whole lot because you already just said a bunch about it, but yeah. Um, it for me, it's just it's it is the beginning of it all, and yeah. And sure, we weren't even born yet, but like, <laughs> right. but you know, we still watched it when we were young, exactly. Many many years ago. Yeah. And, yeah. And um, it's it's just it's a classic, and I I just anytime I watch it, it's just it just has. It just gives me such a happy feeling. Exactly. And exactly. and it's not a boring movie. It's a good movie all yeah. the way through. It's it is to it holds up even today. I mean, now of course, like with the the CGI you know, that kind of stuff. Like of course, <laughs> right? Like, which of course George Lucas says that like added in some CGI and stuff. But like which, uh, it's it's you know it's <laughs> it's uh it's rough in those terms. But like it's still such a good story. It's still such yeah. a good beginning Agreed. to a story. And, and to um, me, like I, I, I could say you would agree with me that to me, a story and how it makes me feel or what makes me think about or whatever at the end of the movie is more important than the effects. Oh, yeah. Because sure, you could have yeah. a phenomenally well-produced uh, uh, movie in terms of effects. It's so awesome to watch and all these flashing colors and bright lights and fine details and high resolution. But if, if the story is lacking or it makes you like, why, yeah. you know, then it, right. That's why some of those other ones that are so well produced rank so low for me, you know. Well, and that's what makes that's why Star Wars still works so well today is like it's it's about the the journey and the story and the characters that makes we can still be so involved in it and care about it so much even though everything in the movie is outdated, sure. it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. And you can still get into it and enjoy it. And yeah, I agree. And only a story very well told can can do that. Yeah, and not and not make you sit there and go, oh wow, this is you know really. I mean, you can show. And now, granted, there's gonna be some people out there go, oh, this movie's old. I want to watch it. But <laughs> right. you can get some people to go, hey, watch this really old movie. And I'm like, why would you watch a really old movie? And just like, just watch it, and you'll see like, wow, they, I actually enjoyed it. You know, I've yeah. I don't know how many times I've I've yeah. seen people go through that scenario with starting Star Wars at a later age and yeah. and still finding out that it's actually worth the time. Sure, and absolutely. So. We're going to go ahead and do our number one, but clearly it's the clearly same thing. And most everyone, everyone's yeah. going to probably realize what it is. It's the Empire Strikes Back. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is our number on. one. Um, <laughs> I mean, it just makes me, I smile just thinking about yeah. it. Like, uh, I love the movie so much, man. That I I just watched, of course, like I was saying, I watched them all again recently to just to, to have them all fresh in my mind. And, and it only has solidified the fact to me that, that the Empire Strikes Back is the greatest star wars movie yeah um yeah not only just a star wars movie it's just a great movie it's, it's one like of the greatest sequels yeah. that was ever made um yeah. yeah and that's the thing it's a sequel how many sequels are better than their than the originals a lot of <laughs> right. times it, uh that's not Very the case few. but like this is um such an amazing movie yeah 
so well told. So it's it's you can watch it today and and think like this is just so well written. So just everything <laughs> yeah. about it is yeah. hard to even to put it into words. Precisely. Yeah. Um, I I love this movie, and I honestly I don't think. I, I really don't think anything's ever going to top it for me. Mm. And we'll see. Yeah. Um, I guess the Kenobi series might end up. It, it could. I mean, I it's going to be the, a little bit different because it's not a movie. We're not, we're, guess, not do, but... we're not doing TV, but, <laughs> but if we were, right. Kenobi might eventually top we'll it, see. but we'll see. No, I'm on the same page as you, man. I mean, it's so difficult to take something that was already well-established, well-liked, and then just make it even bigger, better, change it to something that makes it even crazier. It took like the, the innocence of A New Hope and then brought it crashing down to this bare bones warlike feeling of the of uh you know in the very front first scenes right uh in uh, empire strikes back and and it green brings this brevity and maturity and reality to um to the to the to the movie and to the to the lore at that point and of course we can't i mean listen the whole one of the biggest things in the whole world that, that's still happening to this day is the crazy twist that darth vader is luke's father oh yeah like right, that is the, right. the, the the biggest craziest thing that we because we can overlook that because we know it so well at this point but there i, I love watching videos on youtube stuff like that where, where parents are showing their kids for the first time this yeah. huge twist and they're like these little kids even little kids it's keeping their attention and they're like oh no way it's his dad oh my yeah. god you know and i think for me one of the things one of the things about this story and i think it has changed the stories all over is the fact that they they went and told a dark story. Yeah. The, the first movie, of course, was a triumphant ending, happy and everything. But the, yeah. the second the, the second movie ends, the heroes have lost. Yeah, absolutely. They've completely lost. Absolutely. Luke tried to fight Darth Vader and lost. Yeah. He lost his hand, almost died. Yeah. Uh, Han has been taken. He's in carbonite. He's gone. And that's how the movie yeah. ends. <laughs> yeah. and exactly. It's very rare that you get a movie that does that. I, okay, this is completely off topic. Well, it's not off topic, but it's if off off the, the mm -hmm. universe. But a fantastic example of that is in uh, not in Avengers, uh, Avengers Infinity, Infinity War. War. Yes, yeah. dude. The when they left it like that, my jaw was on the floor. Right, right. And everybody's was, yeah. and I think it worked super well. And that's the same feeling, the same thing, the same formula that was used exactly. originally in Empire Strikes Back. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. And it works very well. It works very well. Now, and that, not and that's why a lot of people's favorite uh, Avengers movie is Infinity Gauntlet. Because that same Infinity reason. War, yeah. Or whatever it's called. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. Um, this is Jedi Eternal, not Marvel <laughs> Eternal, whatever. We should, I, I think we should do a sub channel where we like talk fun, about though. the MCU stuff because we fun. have a lot of, a lot we of have MCU a lot to things. say about MCU and, uh, yeah, we, as well. We do a lot. We're very passionate about that as well. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. not as, as maybe adamant. <laughs> but but um, anyways, going back to that. Yeah, it's, it's, it was one of those things that you just don't see very often that, you know, there's this, this age old thing of like, you, you, you need to end the story happy or people won't like it or they, you know, or they, they'll be upset, blah, blah, blah. But like they, they had the guts to do this, to oh, end yeah. it in that. Yeah. And, and then made people wait for like two a year or two, two years. Uh, I don't remember the exact yeah, amount of years, but they made them wait for a while. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we thought it was bad to wait a year for, um, <laughs> Between Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah, can you imagine people foaming um, at the mouth like, oh my gosh, what? Yeah. And so, yeah, it's like, it's it's just, it's it's affected things from ever since. Yeah. It affected movies ever since. Well, they, they, and, they took an industry standard and, and completely flipped it on its head. It yeah. changed, like you said, it, uh, it changed how movies were made. 
Yeah, I think I think to this day, you, you talk to a director and they'll probably tell you an inspiration to them is the movie The Empire Strikes Back for, for sure for many different reasons. Um, it, yeah, it's it's just one of those movies that will forever be a classic that is highly revered. Yeah. And uh, I I love it. And so that's my number one. That's, that's my your number one. one. Our, <laughs> yeah, I have to say our lists were actually uh, fairly, close. fairly close. But they had some there upsets was, here. There. there was some <laughs> some differences, but usually our differences weren't like they they were still close in number. There's always at least in two two spots away from each other. Almost everything we've done. Yeah, so, I think so. Least, yeah, we didn't have anything that was like mine was on the bottom, yours was on the top <laughs> right. type deal. Right. Um, right. Yeah, we'll have to. If you guys are listening to this before, which I don't, I don't even know if that's possible, happen, uh, but if if it is possible, when we do the live, you can uh, you can throw up your rankings. We'd like to see yeah, those. Yeah, we're going to be doing that regardless. Um, so, like I said, hopefully there's some people there. But if not, if you don't get to do that, we would lo- still love to hear you. Send us in a message, and we might talk about it on the next episode, or maybe put in a comment. We'd still love to hear what your guys' rankings are. For sure. Yeah, but we're going to go ahead and close this out. We yes. still have a lot to do to get so prepared for our, our live show. But just, again, to let you guys all know, we're doing a live celebration. We're just hanging out with you guys, having some fun. Uh, we'll be talking, of course, about Star Wars, if you didn't know. Naturally. <laughs> um, and celebrating our one-year anniversary. So if you want to join with us, that's at 5 o'clock. Uh, we'll be doing that. Uh, you most likely have probably already watched that, and now you're listening to this. But I just do want to throw that out there in case you somehow have gotten to this point before the live video. But we want to thank everyone so much for the continued support towards the podcast. Thank you so much for this past year. It means yes, the so world much, to us so much. that you have been a part of this with us. And uh, we're looking forward to a whole nother year of, of Star Wars. And uh, we're going to be doing so much this year. We have so much planned. It's going to be know. fun. I'm super um, excited. Please like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for weekly news, polls, discussions, and more. Please also follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And uh, be looking out for our merch store, which will be Woo! popping soon. Uh, we'll have links on Facebook for you to, to join up on that and check that out. We would love for your support there. Um, we thank you for listening. And join us next week for episode 48. Wow. But until next time. May the Force be with you, and we thank you for joining the Jedi Eternal.